Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Uh, my name's Pete Allison. Here's Dave. Ahoy, hoy. How Craig, are we Dave today? Craig. Are we well? Yeah, I'm all right, thank Well, you're a bit under the weather, aren't you? I'm a bit snuffly, I'd say. Oh, here we go. Don't worry, I'll do my best to edit those snuffles out. Yeah, uh, yeah, re- re-snuffle. Shall I, uh, shall I, I'm trying to work out what's the best to do. What we need is, um, in, in some like radio studios, you have a cough button, don't you? Yes, we um, have one of those at work. Yeah, if you're going to cough, you press cough. It's literally then... a button that says cough on it. How funny. It's so funny. What if, so... But what if you need to sneeze, Dave? There's no well, sneeze you button. Don't you dare press the cough button when you need to sneeze, Pete. Yeah. Strictly deceiving, cough only. Deceiving the license fee payer, that is. Mm. No, for transparency, the button yeah. says cough. Cough, and you can only cough on it. But I need one of those now, because if I want to snuffle, I'm going to have to basically move very far away from the microphone. I think that probably I... sounds absolutely mental to anyone that doesn't work in radio that there's a button in a studio that says cough on it so that you can cough when you're on the radio it's absolutely fucking nuts i remember the first <laughs> time i saw one because did you know what it's not only in and this is this is really boring chat but i'm gonna plow ahead with it um that doesn't normally stop us no it really doesn't but they have them in like studios where there's four or five microphones right yeah. So, so you can still hear you just the cough. There's four of the fucking mics still on <laughs> <laughs> that can hear your cough. It's an absolute, like, no one's thought that through at all, have they? Yeah. Good cough what is chat. The point? Uh, it's, uh, I didn't see a style with that, but I'm glad that we have. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's nice to uh, to sort of mix things up at the start of the mm. podcast. I like it a lot. Uh, Shall we crack on to today's request? Yeah, from Lucy, whose message, or I, I did check when Lucy first requested this episode, right? Oh, yeah. November last, oh, not even last year, 2022. Holy smoly. Yeah. That's a while back now, isn't it, frankly? We had a flurry of requests all in one go, because I think I put on Instagram at some point, you know, sent yeah. us your requests, and then shit yeah, yeah. Of people did. There's a batch, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Lucy sent us two messages, because she sent us a message um, this week, actually, when she heard that we were going to be doing her episode this week so it's um it's a sort of a follow-up to her request so should i read the request first and then the follow-up or the follow-up uh, then the request request first let's go in chronological order yeah so the request hi p and dave love the pod my request is the one with the bullies i much prefer the earlier series and this one is a good one the bullies plotline at least i can't remember the others <laughs> great star <laughs> 
I often use Chandler's expression, it's probably been stripped itself apart by now when I lose something. Hmm. And then it brackets. Hmm. Is that in this episode? I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it is. Well, I'm sure you guys will tell me. <laughs> I'll leave a quiz to the lovely quizards as I wouldn't want to deprive them. Oh, what a lovely way of being Which lazy. means I can't be asked. Can't be asked. can't be asked. Which is fine, because we could also not be asked to do quizzes, which is Absolutely. why. I look forward to listening to the episode. Much love from Lucy in London. So having heard the sort of the, the, the tone of the request, here's what Lucy sent us this week. Oh, yay, I think it's my episode request next week. I've been meaning to send an apology for what I remember as being quite a flippant request. I think I was in the bath when I wrote it. <laughs> I obviously love the pod and both of you, yeah. Um, I chose the episode off the back of the remaining list, but I do really enjoy the parody of the children arguing. I find this interaction as an adult so awkward and confusing. The only thing to do is revert to being children. I also describe anything I lost as being stripped and sold for parts. Brackets, pretty sure that's in this episode. So she still hasn't checked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it is. It is. This, this is a sign of someone requesting an episode and doing it from memory rather than watching the episode fresh. Right, exactly. And she's explained why she didn't do a quiz. I never watched the episode before I listened to the podcast, so it'd be very difficult to make a quiz. Plus, I'm busy and lazy. Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, I hope I've not repeated anything I put in the original request. Lucy, you've repeated the entire thing, dear, and I'm absolutely with you for that. What a joy. Uh, and I have it no other way. The, the energy you've brought to that request and follow-up request is very... It's, it's peak friends with friends, really, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Chaotic unashamedly chaotic and we love you for it so there you go do never worry that you've uh repeated yourself or i mean we that's all we do isn't it we must have mm. repeated ourselves how many times do you reckon we've repeated ourselves in the last how many long have we been in this podcast christ that long was a time now. sentence wasn't it um yeah it's six years yeah it probably is holy smokes well we Mental. definitely repeated ourselves so i wouldn't worry about that at all uh peter allison would you like a synopsis yeah go for it here, if, here it follows. Uh, season 2, episode 21. The one with the bullies. Another Michael Lembeck. Oh, my God. Oh, this is quite a good production code. 457321. Oh, nice. A countdown so, to the synopsis. I know, right? I know. And then without the 7, it's just 45321, which is kind of like a, a mixed-up chaotic 12345. Um, this is a long fucking synopsis that someone's clearly written with so much extraneous detail. Peter, they've included the brand name of the homemade instant coffee that Ross and Chandler make in the apartment. Oh, nah, cut it down. That's Sub it. No, uh, I'll do it fast. I'll do it fast. You ready? Ross and Chandler clash with two bullies at the coffee house over the couch where the gang usually hangs out, one of whom steals Chandler's hat. The bullies then eject Ross and Chandler from the coffee house for hogging the couch. Sick of drinking homemade, in, in, uh, in inverted commas, cappuccinos with a K, Ross and Chandler decide to stand up to the bullies. The four men are about to start fighting for the couch outside the coffee house when their personal items are stolen by some street burglars. They all eventually make amends to one another after working together to recover their items, though the bully who still wears Chandler's hat refuses to return it. That's one plot line, Pete. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Big breath. <gasps> Monica, who only has $127, let's play the stock market. So avoid accepting a job at a tricky, a tacky 1950s themed diner. Ah, he's known as it. the Moon Dance Diner. After going for the interview, there's so many words you don't need in that sentence. She's eventually forced to work in the diner anyway after losing all her savings from unwise investments. The job requires Monica to wear a silly uniform and dance on the counter to old songs, much to her dismay. Meanwhile, Phoebe makes multiple attempts to visit her birth father, one of which ends up with her accidentally running over the family dog. When she finally musters up the courage to bring the doorbell and return the family dog, Phoebe is dead. I, I'll be honest, I'm no longer listening. Frank Buffet Jr. and learns that their father abandoned his second family four years earlier. Phoebe and Frank Jr. then decide to connect as siblings for the first time. Done and done. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. God for that, yeah. Right, stock market, dog or bullies? Stock market. Yeah. God, Monica, so Monica's unemployed and just sitting at home and frankly, you know, it's good job streaming services are invented because if this is what people used to do when they had nothing to do in the daytime at home, just sit and watch well, the stock market channel. But I don't imagine they did do this. Like buying stocks isn't very relatable, is it? I well, I think what is very relatable is when Monica tries to call up and buy her first stock. It's exactly how I would have done it. You know, she yeah. doesn't even know what the the words are for buying or where she gets them from. By the end of the fucking episode, she is shouting, screaming, this buy, sell, time is money, all this sort of stuff. It's a big, quick journey she goes on. But it's such a weird storyline, isn't it? Just in general, Monica decides to get into the stock market. Nobody does that, Pete. Well, this probably won't shock you. I know nothing about stocks. I know nothing about stocks. The extent of my knowledge comes from watching The Wolf of Wall Street once many years ago. Yeah. And yeah. that's about it. And I just don't think that's like a sort of moral level on which you should be basing your life. Is sort well, of you know how people like... That guy. You know how people like... Um, Oh yeah, like you should totally get into like uh, trading stocks here. Like you could be like if you've got savings, you should absolutely be investing it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I don't have much to invest anyway. But I'm fine with not making money on the stock market. Like it, it looks like it looks like more effort than it's fucking worth. Exactly, unless you've got bunches and bunches of money and really well advised, like. I don't want to put in, let's say, £500, leave it for two years, and then take out, like, £533. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the, unless, yeah. you, unless yeah. you invest in, like, Apple, like, the day before it goes massive or something like yeah. that, the, the returns are you, so guts. You were the I'm first like, person to buy stocks in Tesla, then maybe. Yeah, Otherwise, right, exactly. not fucking you, worth it. Yeah, it's just not worth it. It's like, I, keep, I get adverts of this on Instagram all the time, like, here, my dividends from the stocks I invented, I invested in. It's like this company paid me sixteen pounds. This company paid four pounds. All this for just getting an app. I'm like, honestly, the time for me to even understand how to put this together and the money I'd have to put in is not worth twenty eight quid every fucking few months. It's just not. Having my- said that, if you would like to invest in Friends with Friends, <laughs> we are open to selling shares in Friends with Friends. Terms and conditions apply. Here are the terms. Uh, no guarantee on any return on investment. You're putting your money in completely blind. There is no fiscal responsibility. There is no due diligence. You may lose all your money. You will lose all your money. But hey... Yeah, supporting a great podcast. I mean, people exactly. basically do that on Patreon, don't they? That's what they're doing there. And on the they're stock market, investing our letters can in be, friends with friends. Yeah, our letters can be FWF. I bet there's no stock called FWF, is there? Should we oh, find out? You, oh, I want to find out. 
Hang on, go I'll on. I'll Google it. Stock FWF. Uh, there is. Flowers Food Incorporated. Flowers Food Incorporated. Shit. Uh, headquartered in Thomasville, Georgia. Uh, oh, Dave, it's baked goods. Oh, let's get into that. Oh, my. Pete, do you know what? After all this chat, I'm going to start investing in FWF We're now. We're entering it's... the world of big baked goods. Big bakery. Big sugar. Here we come. Uh, FWF closed $20.40, down 0.2. I don't Whatever know what that, that means. means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's in red, so red looks bad. Yeah, but doesn't that mean at some point it'll have to go up? But over the last month, it's gone up. Hang on, it's based in Germany, Frankfurt. Ah, uh, six months it's gone down. Um, Pete, right. What do you say to be taking all the money we have in the podcast and putting it into FWF? Well, I don't want to look at the graph because a lot of the graph is in red and I don't, well, based on my limited knowledge of stocks, things being in red is not good. What goes down must come up, Pete. Yeah. You know? True. Maybe we wait for it to go down more. (laughs) I'm not not sure that's true when they say about stock markets crashing. I don't think they're like, (laughs) but it'll come right back up again. (laughs) You know, the financial crash 2008, it's all fine now. Yeah, everything's See how the world bounced back very quickly. Um, anyway, Monica turns full stock wanker, doesn't she, by the end of the episode. She, 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 she goes sort of Wolf of Wall Street in a world before Wolf of Wall Street was in our sort of lexicon. Hmm. Um, and then she's desperately badgering Rachel for money, and and it's it's the sort of um, drug addict, desperate for money type scenario, isn't it? Yeah, a bit of a parody conversation that friends loves a lot, isn't it? Yeah, and ultimately, Pete just to go to the fucking diner at the end of the day as well. So it was all not worth it, was it? Um, I have a question about the diner. Oh, yeah, they constantly refer to the diner as a 1950s diner. Why is YMCA playing in a 1950s? That's a very diner? good point. That is a really good point. <laughs> that song was definitely released in what the seventies, yeah. late seventies, wrong decade. Yeah, like by twenty years, you know. Yeah, it's like having a nineties themed restaurant now and playing Ariana Grande. It's I mean, so I'm far out of the realm that, of. Yeah, you would be, but for different reasons. You wouldn't be fine with it if you were trying to create an authentic product, would you? No, that's true. You wouldn't get that sort of lack of authenticity at Flowers Foods Incorporated. (laughs) (laughs) Buy, buy, sell, sell, up and down. Um, The only final thing to say about this plot line is that the line, that is so not my motto, that Joey says, you know, after Monica says, get out before they go down. That's my motto. Uh, the line, that is so not my motto, that Joey says, is cut out of the broadcast version. So there's just a big laugh after, my motto is get up before they go down. And then there's a big laugh and it makes no, no sense. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, no, we got the penis joke. We got the penis joke. Weenus and penis. Uh, Bullies or Phoebe? Uh, Phoebe? Yeah. So Phoebe's getting all these signs to see her dad. I mean, none of them are actually signs, are they? Let's let's be honest. No, 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 no. Um, Isn't it weird seeing them uh, outside on location, though? Yeah, very. Well, we get two exterior scenes in this uh, episode, don't we? And they look very, very different because they well, are. Well, the one in, when they're in the car, it doesn't look yeah. like they're on location. But then Phoebe gets out of the car and she's clearly on a pavement. 
Well, exactly. But then the other scene is is the bullies where they're clearly on yeah. the set. And I mean, we'll get to this later, but standing in the middle of the street where no cars are going past on a busy Manhattan street. Yeah. Um, about to have a fight. But yeah, the, the, where they're sort of upstate or wherever they're going and uh, and they're on location, it, it feels like a completely different show, doesn't it? Yeah. Also, is that a real dog gripping onto feet? It looks I like can't. it actually is. I can't work out the dog. I've got a lot of issues with the dog the dog plot line. A, I know it's yapping a lot. That is not a scary dog. No. Like, well, it's not going to no, do but, much damage. But little barky yappy dogs that bite your leg, which it literally yeah. does. Well, it doesn't. I wouldn't want of, any dog biting my leg. But it's not biting a leg. He's grabbing okay, the trouser material. Okay, but fine. that's just like playing, isn't it? It's just like having a bit of a having a bit of a tug of war. I just don't think that dog is going to actually. It, it shouldn't stop three grown humans from getting out of a car for what seems like hours. They're there all day, Pete. Do you know what I don't like about that dog? What? The fact that we very clearly see its penis. Do we? Well, yeah, when it's jump, when, you know the jump the scare window. of the dog at the window. You can yeah. see its penis. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I didn't look. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't want to embarrass it. Didn't want to embarrass it, mate. Come on. Come on. Have some respect for the dog, eh? Yeah, uh, yeah but that's another bit about the dog plot line. I'm like, how has that dog got up there and just hanging onto that window? That is, it's all implausible. And then when she runs over the dog. Oh, I do. But not- I do love, like, the confused look to then a look of horror on Joey, Rachel, and Phoebe. Mm. And Phoebe's fake, what was that? Is really yeah. good. Yeah, but they're not moving at any speed, Pete, to, to hit a dog. If they tap the dog at that speed, it's not going to be hurt. They're moving at under two miles an hour, right? Hmm. Yeah. True. If, however, we're supposed to believe the wheel has rolled over the dog, that dog is fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a small dog under a cab wheel. So what's happened? And has the dog just been sort of hanging out in front of the car all day? Uh, well, is it just... They have quite a long conversation before they move off, don't they? Well, it turns dark. Yeah. They get there in the daytime, and by the time they leave, it's the dark. And what I will say about this plot line is absolute kudos to Joey and Rachel. What good friends. They are so patient with her. They sit all day into the night in the back of this cab without getting out, without going for a toilet break, without getting any food, apart from Joey's sandwich, which Rachel throws out the window. And then at the end, she's like, do you know what? I just want to go home. And not only do they both just go, all right, they look genuinely pleased that Phoebe's sort of made a decision and they're supportive isn't that really nice yeah i did think um firstly it's like really quite a profound storyline for phoebe because this kind of type of character backstories unlike anything else we get with any of the other friends and it's just some lovely good friending from both joey and rachel when yes they spent all a big chunk of their day in the back of a car with a dog barking at them but Hmm. it's almost like that's just not occurred to them that that's a problem because they want to be there to support phoebe and that's lovely phoebe then continues what is objectively quite strange behavior in this episode and steals the injured dog Mm. (laughs) steals it to repair it yeah independently takes it to the vet without letting the owner know and to be fair quite irresponsible dog owner behavior because that dog is just running around outside on a road well yeah like it's a wonder that dog doesn't get run down every bloody day um and then finally ends up returning uh, the dog i really enjoyed the scene where joey calls mrs buffet and does the funny voice so i think that's one of joey's funniest lines of the episode where why the voice hard to say yeah. Um, sort of reminds me of his ombre, you know, that kind of, that era. I also love the line when Phoebe returns the dog 
of if it's raining, you can't let him look up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually, if you think about it, an incredibly bleak scenario she's describing. Oh, it is. Just a dog slowly drowning. Dr- drowning. An in injured dog slowly drowning. Drowning in a cone of water. Pete, it's yeah. so sad. It's so sad. Anyway, Frank Jr. comes into our lives in this episode. It's the first appearer of... Appearer? Appearance of Frank Jr. is what I was trying to say, but I shortened the sentence so much it made no sense. It's the first appearance of Frank Jr. Or is it? Uh, well, yeah, he's appeared in it as... Uh, isn't he in the street or something? Yeah, the, the guy that leaves a condom in Phoebe's guitar case. That's the one, yeah. So there's plenty of speculation as to whether that's... That is just Frank Jr. before they know each other. But then there's a, there's, there's a point at which Frank Jr. later says he's never been to New York before. So maybe it's just the same actor playing a different character. Mm, okay. uh, but entirely plausible as well that Frank Jr. has just forgotten that he went to New York before because he's not exactly uh, brimming with sort of uh, cerebral faculties, is he? He's got a lot on his mind. He's got his ambitions at Refrigerator College. Yeah, exactly. He's got a lot to think about. Uh, but, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I think Frank Genie is an excellent character in every episode oh, yeah, he's, he's in. so he's good. Superb. So, a great addition in sort of late on in season two of, a, of an absolutely stalwart Friends character, this. And plenty more lols to come from Frank, aren't there? For sure. And then the only, only thing to say about this before we break for the advertorial messaging is the fucking stilts thing's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yes, um, but I really like that Phoebe just, she says something like, I don't know what to do with that, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. kind of what I was thinking at the time. I was like, well, why the strangest are you thing about it, Phoebe says the same thing. At the time, the first time I watched this, I remember thinking, what a weird story. And you have an image of a man that really loves stilts that much. But when we actually meet Frank Buffet in the, you know... Um, he doesn't Dumbass look like funeral, a man that would be on stilts for long. He is not a man that's ever enjoyed a stilt in his life, is he? Have you ever been on stilts? Like, not real ones, no. Do you remember, like... <laughs> what do you mean, not real ones? Not like, not like circus stilts. Right, what kind of stilts have you been on? Well, do you remember, like, primary school, they had little upside-down buckets on string? Yeah, the little cups. <laughs> yeah. They <Yeah. laughs> were stilts. Well, like, that's what they used to call them, isn't it? Stilts. Did they? Yeah. What do they call them? What do you call them? Foot buckets. Foot buckets, yeah. <laughs> I want to go on the foot bucket. <laughs> Give me the foot there, my foot buckets. Um, no, that yeah, sounded that like you said fuck stilts. bucket. Yeah, it did sound like that, but I didn't, Peter. I'm not. I'm not uncouth like that. Give Dave a go on the fuck bucket. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've never been on full stilts. I'm scared of heights, Pete, and I don't think stilts. Well, even they're like six inches off the ground on a bucket still. And the bucket stilt is fine. I'm talking about circus stilts where you're like right. 10 feet up in the air. Right. That'd terrify the shit out of me, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it terrify How you? How do you get on them? I don't know. Ladder? Well, yeah, I assume <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're just athletic enough to jump up. It's a great question. Anyone here, a circus performer who knows how you get on stilts? I've got a couple of circus friends, actually. Shall I ask them for next week? Of course you've got friends that are in the circus. <laughs> I don't know why that's so baffling. Because you just have, you like, you have a number of friends with unusual op- occupations. Right. 
So it does not surprise me that you have friends who've been in the circus. <laughs> I have one friend. I was talking to my friend Chloe last night, and, she, and every time I have to introduce her to somebody, I really enjoy it because I say, this is Chloe. She's a professional hula hooper. Nice. Do you know and what? Is- I work I work with the daughter of Hagrid's body double from Harry Potter. Martin Bayfield? Yeah, I work with his, her, his daughter. Really? Yeah. He was a very famous rugby player, wasn't he? He, he was, yeah. Good, good Harry know. Potter knowledge that you knew that that was him. Thank you very much. Should we have some advertorial messaging? Yeah, go on. Hopefully for the circus or Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Flying Circus. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. On to the buddies then. Um... Ross and Chandler just stressed me out in this plot. They're just so pathetic. <laughs> yeah, like I do I do understand Chandler's confusion, right? Because yeah. like his kind of like what is this situation I'm in? Like why are you doing this? I'm completely with him at that stage. It's when they sort of double down the bullies that the Chandler and Ross don't sort of just go for a what what are you doing? Are you grown ups? You know, like why why are you why are they not pushing a little bit harder? I'm not saying be aggressive, but I just feel like what what are they're not they're, they're just giving into this preposterous scenario, isn't aren't they? And then getting Gunther to step in as mediator. Yeah, and, and actually, when they do that, they should realise that actually these men children are just that men children, and and that's actually quite an easy way of getting them to solve it, right? Telling on them hilariously. And I know yeah. they get sort of uh, you know accused of being snitches, basically, but. Crikey, what a bizarre situation. I'm not actually sure what I would do in this situation, but you know there's like TikToks of where people are trying to reason with the Trump supporters by just right. saying logical things and no matter what they say, they either don't understand or they just have completely non sequitur replies. And this is kind of what that situation feels like. Chandler and Ross are a bit like, What are you doing? Like Yeah. This is insane. It's just and confusion, these, isn't it? Yeah, and they're just absolutely unable to sort of work out the situation and the bullies don't know or don't realise how ridiculous they're being. 
Also, the bullies are very rough with the famous orange sofa. They are, aren't they? They're throwing stuff around. Look at all those people standing around, not standing up for Ross and Chandler when they're literally tilting this sofa at a full 45 degree angle. I do really like the eventual kind of softening of the bullies, like yeah. the taking of the watch off, the yeah. caring about their faces, uh, the fact that one of their partners is ovulating so that they, yeah. like, it's clear they're trying for a baby. Like, oh, you're trying again? It's really nice how quickly that is diffused in the end by them just kind of dropping the act. Yes, well, I think as as with many sort of aggressively bravado men that might say, oh, let's go outside and have a fight. I can't imagine when they do get outside, half of them know what they would do in that situation, you know? Yeah. <laughs> to, to sort of follow through on the fight. Um, and that's basically what seems to be happening here, is actually, for all their talk, these the bullies aren't exactly sort of streetwise in the way that they're giving off, are they? To the point where they leave all their valuables... <laughs> like quite a way away from them so these actual ruffians can nick it and run off with it but going back to the start of this um when chandler is in his confused phase and he's a bit like what is going on ross manages in his inimitable ross way to just make everything worse that story of ross saying it's a special hat (laughs) he's got so (laughs) many feelings around that hat it's just oh my god how can you consistently just ruin everything even stupid trivial situations like this ross has managed to 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 just make the absolute wrong decision <laughs> in trying I to also get love um kudos on that hat joke yeah <laughs> and as uh lucy's pointed out stripped and sold for parts by now is a very funny joke about about you know when are you gonna get it back yeah, really um, and I also really enjoy the the first gag that kicks this entire storyline off, which very much um, equates to my attitude to exercise when they both come into the coffee house with their rackets, sit down, and go, "Ugh, I'm exhausted. Should we just skip the racquetball and hang out here?" <laughs> yeah, that's <was> good. <laughs> that's a really funny, just like lovely introductory gag, isn't it? Um. The baffling thing about this storyline for me mainly is the idea that Ross and Chandler have never made a cup of coffee. Yeah, well, it's the the instant one in the sachet seems to particularly confuse him, doesn't it? Are we supposed to believe that every time they want to drink coffee in their entire lives, they go downstairs to the coffee house? Like, getting up in the morning, have a coffee, can't make it at home. They seem to, between them, two grown men have no concept i don't even drink coffee pete and i know how to make coffee it's uh, an expensive habit if you're always relying on store-bought well exactly very expensive i just find it absolutely baffling how i mean it's not even hard is it you stir the coffee into the hot water uh, i don't see i don't see well how if you're wrong. having a black coffee then yes but if you did that and you're having milk then you probably scorched the beans Oh uh, yes, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I've got I've got a coffee machine now, Pete. You know, I just put the pod in and press go. I thought you just said you don't drink coffee. I don't, but I got a coffee machine for guests. Why have you got? You've got a coffee machine just for guests. Yeah, ridiculous. People like coffee, don't they? When all your circus friends come over for coffee, <laughs> it's got a milk frother on it and everything. <laughs> it's great. I actually, um, this my girlfriend bought me for Christmas Nespresso pods, but that are just chocolate like hot chocolate ones so i can finally use my nice fancy coffee machine for for myself wow in fact as soon as this podcast ends i'm gonna do just that pete good i'm very excited oh god let's finish it quickly i want a hot chocolate 
Okay. Um, and then the the, the storyline ends by Chandler tripping over, knocking himself out, and apparently missing the entire thing, being unconscious for a number of minutes. When the bullies and and Ross both uh, sort of team up to fight off the the new ruffians uh, to get their stuff back, and then um, everyone makes friends, and it's a sort of happy ish ending. Except that yeah. weird guy with the hat still refuses to give the hat back, which is an odd yeah. tone to lend to leave it on, isn't it? Just really likes the hat. Just really likes the hat. And who wouldn't? It's an absolutely forgettable hat. Hey, Pete. Yeah? I'm not going to ask you the question, because I've done the quiz negotiations this week. I know we don't have a quiz, because you told me last week we don't have a quiz. So you sorted a quiz? Well, didn't have to. Before... I even thought about it. Caitlin, who requested last week's episode and did the fancy quiz, you know, on the uh, oh, on yeah. the quiz website, said, would you like me to do another fun online quiz for oh, next week? Very happy one. to make one. But then, crucially said, but what I would ask, can you send me the link to the quiz that I did last time? Because I have no idea what website I used to make it. <laughs> and have you, got, have you got a quiz on said website? Well, I sent her the link to the website, Peter. But don't oh, tell me that I don't work hard, 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 hard between these episodes. I sent someone a link this week, Pete. That okay. is prep admin at the max. Uh, but anyway, yes, uh, she has presented a quiz, the one with the bullies, uh, with a nice picture of all the gang sitting in the booth at the diner. Nice. Um, oh, crikey, Moses, are there 12 questions? I can't no, that's right. too much. Maybe That's not. Chaos. Maybe I've misread. Maybe I've misread the uh, the menu. Anyway, I've got to type him in again, so I'll do this. What are all the signs that Phoebe should visit her dad? Oh, uh, McDonald's. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go from the start. Buffet, Frank's, hamburger. Uh, what are the other ones? Can you remember the other ones? Uh, no, no I'm I don't sure think I, I can. can. Uh, oh, Ross says dad. The buffet. Frank's. Oh, rotisserie chicken. She chickened out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Question two. How much money does Monica have in the bank before she gets involved in stocks? Uh, $127, isn't it? Oh, good knowledge. I'm not very good at these quizzes. Well, I remember that because I thought, oh, that's like the number of hours it took that man to chop his arm off. <laughs> yeah, James Franco. Yeah, exactly describe the contents of joey's sandwich i think he says olive loaf which i don't really know what that is because not a that's just bread with olives in it oh really yeah i think so oh i thought that was in the sandwich oh i don't know oh, so olive loaf is just the thing oh fine that's fine i thought it was like a meatloaf you know like meatloaf another thing we do not really eat here at all no. maybe olive loaf is you're right just olive bread ham spread and no mate so you just got ham spread in the middle of a Ham Can someone tell me what olive loaf is, please? That's American. Ham Thank spread you. doesn't sound good, does it? No. And no mayo, which is terrible. No sandwich would have no mayo on. That's an absolute shambles. Uh, what stock does Monica want to buy five shares of? FW at Erno. No, it's SGJ. I don't remember that at all, to be honest. What reason does Monica give for buying shares of CHP and ZXY? Do you remember that? I, no. So ZXY is because it sounded sexy. Oh, God. I remember that. And then CHP is what I didn't really... It's a reference that I didn't understand. Maybe because 
not old enough or maybe because not American enough. But CHP, she said, because she had a crush on Eric Estrada. Now, he was one of the lead actors in a show called Chips. So CHP, <laughs> Chips. Right. And that is quite niche, isn't it? It is a niche joke, yeah. Um. Right. Bonus question. What is the name of the bully's partner who is ovulating? Oh, um, Sandra? It's not Sandra. It's not. It's Dana. I'm pretty sure it's Dana. 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 It's Dana. Oh, well done. Yes. Although I've not really typed in the answers properly, so it's told me I've got zero out of zero. Ah, oh, but we know the truth. Zero out of zero is 100% still, to be fair. Uh, well done. What's the next? Uh, what's next week's episode? Next week's episode, uh, we are going to season ten. Ooh! Episode nine, the one with the birth mother. Oh, lovely! Oh, great news. Okay, then. Well, do you know what, Peter? I'll see you then in series ten. See you then, David. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.